So it's 9-11, and I've been trying every year as a public figure to say something that gives some meaning to the loss of life, the thousands of people who were slaughtered in what was, of course, fundamentally an act of war on that terrible day, September 11, 2001. And today, you know, it's kind of funny, I was coming up dry, really dry. What more is there to say? I have railed against the military-industrial complex, the Patriot Act, the scouring and scrubbing and destruction of that wee little thing that used to be called privacy. You used to be able to have a phone call, you used to be able to talk to people, you used to be able to communicate without this feeling that 12 million insect eyes are scouring over every even remotely public or private syllable that a computer gets hold of to try and find something on you. I've railed against all of this. And then it struck me that the dryness was the topic. Maybe you're feeling this too. And when I realized this, I was like, of course. This is what needs to be said. The greatest evolutions, downright revolutions in my life, my friends, have come not from anger, not from fear, not from rage, not from clarity, not from some sudden geyser-like burst of insight. The greatest revolutions in my life, and I'm going to submit to you that the greatest revolutions in society, and God knows we need some evolution in our societies, has come from exhaustion. Exhaustion. When you give up trying to change what you cannot change, and you accept what is. That's when real change has occurred for me. Like, if you've ever had really defensive, neurotic people in your life, you know, they're just a series of buttons. They're like, it's like dial around, you know, you push a button and they ah, get upset about this or get upset about that. And you know the topics, you know exactly what their response is going to be before they even receive the stimuli. Incoming, boom, you know. what? And after a while, this just becomes ungodly boring. It's boring. You feel like you're being handed a script every time you interact with people. You must stick to this script or you will be attacked. And this is the script, you know, it's, it's become this politically correct stuff. It's so boring. Oh, you're a white European who loves your history. Well, that must mean you're a racist. You have some problems with the way some modern women conduct themselves. That must mean you're a sexist. I mean, you understand, it's, it's boring. It's really boring. It's really predictable. And the one thing that I think has been the biggest liberation has been, you know, when you fight, you pretend you're interested. When you, when you have conflict with people who are entirely predictable, you pretend that you're having some kind of interaction. You get upset in order to imagine you're having an effect. You know, you throw glitter into the air in a sense, because the view is so goddamn boring. All the time. Same view. Same blank wall, paint slowly drying, nothing happening. So you want to project some fire onto the wall to pretend that you're looking at something, anything. And when I was thinking about today, what could I say? Is there anything important to say? What would the dead want me to say? And I think, for me, 
I'm really bored with what is. Really bored. Because I was thinking like, okay, well, I could do this conversation, I could have the speech where I say, oh, well, back in the day, you know, there was privacy, there wasn't all of these crazy endless wars and so on. And then I was thinking, yeah, well, you know, did kind of live under the shadow of nuclear oblivion during the Cold War, of course. Then there was a brief flourish of a couple of years of relative peace in the 90s, and then there was a crazy uh, boom, uh, and of course cities were in flames because of racial tensions in America, and then there was 2001, and then there was this ridiculous war in Iraq, and, and uh, it just... The system is exhausted, and there was a financial crash, and then there's been a bottoming out continuation of this, and now there's a massive battle just to try and shrink the growth of the state just a little bit, and for America to have some control over its borders, and it's just one goddamn thing after another. It's like a parade of demons, just one goddamn thing after another, and I am so bored and exhausted and debilitated from the whole thing. That's, interestingly enough for me in my personal life, that's when change has really, really come about. And I want you to think of the system that you're in and what it does. That the government controls your education. The government largely controls the flow of information. And it's attempting to exert through corporations control over the flow of information, even in these kinds of conversations and these kinds of channels. And it controls your currency. And it goes into debt on behalf of you and your children and your children's children, not that it will last that long. And it controls interest rates and it regulates everything. And this enormous, infinite octopus of serrated, grasping, strangling, boa constrictor on the windpipe of humanity power has been growing and escalating and growing and escalating and growing and escalating for well north of 100 years. And it lies. It lies and it lies and it lies. Don't worry. Income tax, you see, is only being introduced as a temporary emergency war measure. It was the case in Canada. It was 1917, I think. It's just a few tiny percentage points on the very, very top income owners. It's a, it's a tiny temporary measure just for the emergency of wartime. Don't worry about a thing. And next thing you know, boom! More than 50% in some tax brackets. Oh, don't worry, this little 1965 Immigration Act is not going to change the demographics of America. It's just a little adjustment. Boom! Massive demographic shifts that no other country in the world... Well... No non-white country in the world would ever be asked to accept or be expected to accept. And now in higher education, you have people who can't think and who need hug rooms and who need therapy when they occasionally come across opposing opinions and they have professors who hit people with bicycle locks if they express an argument that's not of the extreme left. And there are all of these race crime hoaxes and manipulations and the system, the system is hell. The system that we live under, the government in control of just about every aspect of our lives is crazy, deeply, perhaps even suicidally insane. 
I fought very hard to get out of a crazy environment that I grew up in. And you know those cheesy movies or those cheesy stories. Happens in horror movies, right? Something terrible happens. (gasps) You wake up. You look around. Everything seems normal. Then something else terrible happens. (gasps) You wake up again. Or you break out of a prison and you're just in a larger prison. This has been the story of my existence, maybe of yours as well. Maybe you didn't come from a significantly dysfunctional family, but schools are mostly dysfunctional, destructive. Lord of the Flies. With metal detectors and metal lockers. And for me, I thought, if I get out of here... If I get out of this environment, if I get out of poverty, if I get out of dysfunction, if I get out of the orbit, I break orbit from crazy people, then I can arrive at a place of relative sanity. And sometimes it more than feels like I think it is just trying to outrun a tsunami that gains in strength and speed with every step you take, with every breath. You gasp. You break out of crazy into crazy. Or, to put it another way, I had the fantasy that I could escape crazy by escaping my early environment. But as it turns out, there's a crazy world, there's a crazy system that you can't get out of. And I wonder, you know, I sometimes genuinely wonder whether I would have bothered if I'd have known where I was going to end up what they call woke, which means that you know you're in a nightmare, but you you can't wake up. And all of the disasters that flowed out of 9-11 and all of the disasters that fed into 9-11 has trained the Mujahideen to take on this imperialistic empire called the Soviet Union. And the Soviet Union should invade Afghanistan because Afghanistan is a communist country that's under threat. People forget Afghanistan started as a communist country, or at least it was relatively recently, and North Korea is a communist country, and this all gets scrubbed by the left. Because you can't have any history and nothing real. It's all manipulation, it's all control. It's all programming. And all the disasters that flowed out of 9-11, and and recently there's evidence that the Saudi government funded a dry run for 9-11, so sure, let's sell them hundreds of billions of dollars worth of weapons, because you know, simulating a wartime, semi-wartime attack upon civilians in a country. That's exactly what you would expect from allies, right? Is it better to be awake or not? You think you're in a relatively pleasant dream. You wake up to the fact that it's a nightmare, but you can't wake up from the nightmare. And there aren't enough wake people to... There aren't enough woke people to wake the body politic. It's a, a limbo. It's a kind of torture. I think we've all been there where you just you sit at the table, you look around at everyone, and they seem like uh, machines, programmed, reactive. We live in a world of dangerous robots and highly motivated dismechanics who disassemble them. 
if the dead from 9-11, if the dead from imperialism, from foreign policy, from unjust wars, if the dead could speak, they would surely say, avenge me. Do not let my death, my murder, do not let it be in vain. And do not get angry at individuals. Do not get enraged at policies. Become exhausted from the system. Become bored of the entire structure of where you are. There is a world beyond the asylum wherein we are trapped. And the key to waking up from the madness is becoming bored of insanity and ceasing to fight, learning to accept and spreading the inevitable despair and the helpful exhaustion and the productive boredom that comes from knowing that the task ahead is great. The words that need to be said are more sighs than snarls. And the peaceful and resigned acceptance of our inability to turn violence into virtue, to turn coercion into courage, to look at the entire rotten system of that which dominates, infests and represses us, and say, I no longer wish to be mad. I no longer wish to be insane. And engaging with insanity has made me crazy. And I must rise above the institutions that entomb my mind in a mad snarl of useless interaction with genuine nutjobs and evildoers. And to be free of the asylum is to be bored of the madness. Because when you are bored of the madness, it loses its drama. It loses its excitement. It loses its intensity. And people realize that this is not a passion play to fix the world. But the heavy panting of a mad-faced demon attempting to draw you into its circle and cycle of sick interaction. When you or I become exhausted and bored. We spread that exhaustion. We spread that boredom. And out of boredom comes creativity for new and genuine solutions.